0: my birthday was two days ago Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it seems further away than that I don't know why
1: (laughs) okay but
0: I'm wearing my nice new jeans that is nice I haven't had jeans since I was out on the road new jeans since I was out on the road I mean I got those skinny jeans that I didn't know were skinny jeans (laughs) I don't know how I feel about those (laughs) so I know how I feel about those every time I sit down though (laughs) it's not so great but, uh, aside from that, no, it, it was, it was, it's, it's nice. So, and we got some shopping done today. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I am, I am, I'm confident that they'll have it today, but at the same time I'm overwhelmed that they're going to have it done today. Cause I was expecting to have like, you know, four or five days worth of time and, I've been trying to get this video done, and the good news is now it is almost done, so I'm, like, in the post part of it, so I'm happy about that while it's still relevant um, and before it becomes a too-soon moment is what I'm feeling right now, Mm. because I don't know how you're feeling about the submarine, but I'm feeling like it's not going to end good news. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't feel like there's going to be good news. I, I feel like everything that they talked about with the submarine was just wrong, so... Yeah, but it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, how you doing?
1: Um, uh, fine. You doing better? I don't know.
0: Okay. And behind you, just so you know, there's a tail that every single time I look over there, it it wags harder and harder. <laughs> so, if we get a disruption in the middle of this, we know what it's from. <laughs> But what about you? Are you ready? Are you ready to start monetizing? Like, crazy? <laughs> yeah, I've been ready. Good. So, no, that's good. I'm glad. Because I definitely, I'm feeling it. <laughs> so, with that said, welcome to the afternoon dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything because everything's stupid. So, what is today?
1: Uh, I've got unpopular opinions and a few other things from not reading them on other times because we ran out of time. Okay, so I'll cool start with that because this one, this one I was very interested in, and I wanted to hear your um, how you felt about it. It is titled. It is. Am I the a hole? So it's titled. Am I the a hole for snapping at my sister and making her cry during dinner?
0: Oh. <sighs> Gosh, I I you know, we've gotten to the point where it's really so hard to even answer some of these cuz I can think of situations where yes or no. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm going to initially just go with yes cuz you know, again, I'm one of those that we don't need to make things public that don't need to be public type situations.
1: Okay. So, for context, I, 18 female, have always been seen as the more responsible child over my sister who's 20 and female. I could always balance my social media life and or my social life and my academics well, which led uh, which led me to being a great student ambassador and an honor student while still enjoying high school parties and the likes. My sister, on the other hand, does not have the same balance and has often had parties take priority over school, which has made my parents lose some trust in her. My sister was only allowed by my parents to stay at the best private university in our city while I have just been allowed to attend the most prestigious university in our country. My sister has been ranting and complaining about this, even going so far as saying that my parents have favorites and it's not her. At some point, she stopped talking about my parents and instead started talking about how entitled and spoiled I was for going to my dream school and leaving our city. I let it slide because I know that she had a right to be mad, since I was allowed into my dream school while she wasn't. But her comments started getting worse, and one night at dinner, as she was ranting to our common friends, I just snapped. I told her that her irresponsibility in high school was the cause of our parents not trusting her, and it is not my fault that she lost her chance to go to her dream school. My parents were just not willing to pay a fortune for her to go to school, only for her not to take her studies seriously. I told her, if anything... She was a spoiled one in our situation, because this year I am the graduate, yet all I've gotten was headphones while she has gotten a new iPad, a room makeover, and an increase in allowance she doesn't even need. I pointed out that she was the favorite child, since even during my birthday trip to Japan, she was the one being followed, uh, which meant I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. My sister started crying, telling me that I don't deserve anything and I should apologize to her for lying about her. I refuse to apologize for stating facts, but our friends have been telling me that I was an a-hole... Um, for refusing to apologize, causing my sister to continue crying and humiliating herself in public. Am I the a-hole? And then uh, they did add things because they apparently the comments were saying there wasn't enough info. So one, just read through all the comments. I am not from India. I'm from the Philippines. Two, my sister is in a pre-med course, pharmacy, and I am an incoming freshman in management engineering. Three, my sister attends SLU, a well-known top school for medicine. Her dream school is UST, one of the Philippines' Ivy schools, and a good med school, too. I am entering a... Oh, this is not in English. <laughs> okay. At, at Neo de Manila. Okay. Which is one of the highest-ranking schools in the country. Four, my sister is not a bad student. She has been my role model and my best friend since birth. She just doesn't know how to balance her studies with her social life. She gets B's and C's, which are good grades in her school and her course, but in the eyes of our parents, it is not good enough. The stereotype that Asian parents want straight A's is very real. Nothing we can do about that. Even with B's and C's, my parents encouraged my sister to fix her papers and transfer to UST, her dream school, during her second semester. My sister refused to do the work. They tried again this year when I was applying for college. She refused yet again. 5 after go- getting into a top school in an honors course i do believe i have the right to be proud of myself i have avoided talking too much about my plans for school around our family because i know that my sister is jealous i didn't even post anything like my friends did just to be respectful my sister in all her wisdom said that i cheated in my entrance test and did not deserve a slot in any school i got into that hurt it's what made me snap and it's and in the end it's what made me talk back to my sister 6. Y'all really think you know a person online? My sister and I come from a well-off family, and we are both spoiled, but we are equally supposed to be given things. My comment about the headphones iPad in Japan stem from this fact. I got headphones for my graduation gift while my sister got a new iPad. Price-wise, it's not even close, which is what made me pissed. I graduated, yet I get the smaller gift- my dad has since talked to me about it, and he said it was unfair. So I will be getting a new iPad as well. While my sister is getting the speakers she has been asking for. Japan is a mixed bag because 18th birthdays are a big thing in the Philippines, and I gave up a grand party to ask for a to ask for a trip to Japan. It's been a long time dream of mine to go to. Um, to go to USJ for Harry Potter World, and my sister ruined that when she convinced my parents to get passes for Disney instead. I love my sister, which is why most of the time I just let things go. But sometimes things blow up when you hold on to them for so
0: long. See, this is <laughs> this is one of those that once you hear the rest of it, um, no, um, it sounds like you two have stuff that needs to be worked out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I mean honestly, you, you're you're not, and I think I think you. I'm feeling like because you're actively not trying, it doesn't sound like in your follow up that you're, um, trying to clarify things. It sounds more like you're defending yourself. But I I think you kind of know and believe that you're not the one in the wrong here. Nonetheless, you know your sister just no. <laughs> Yeah, no matter what, even yeah.
1: if without all of those background things, I still feel like at the end of the day, again, by definition, yes, you were an a-hole. You made a public yeah. scene about something that didn't need to be public, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But for her to sit there and say that you cheated on your entrance mm-hmm. exams and you don't deserve to go to any school, there that's not something that's just like, well, <laughs> whoopsie-daisy. oh, whoopsie-daisy, I me mean, just let it go. Like, that's that's yeah. extru- that is a very, very grand accusation, and... For her to sit there and say that to your common friends, that's not exactly something that I would just sit by and let somebody say about me. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't care how well or unwell I know this person, how good or bad standing we have. I'm going to defend myself in that kind of thing. And it sounds like, yeah, this is, aside from that, it sounds like normal sibling rivalry to me, that you are jealous of things that she has had and done, that she's jealous of things that you have had and done. You have two completely different work ethics. And because Mm -hmm. of that, you are two very different people, but you guys are still sisters, so you guys have to be around each other all the time. You don't have a choice with that. And you guys are constantly comparing yourselves to each other because you are the only ones with those your parents. (laughs) So if you added another sister or even a brother into this equation, it would change the entire dynamic because it wouldn't just be the two of you. Mm -hmm. You would have less attention on just the two of you. The more siblings you add into an equation like that, the less and less it's a I don't want to say big deal because that's not really what it is, but it's just it's the less of that spotlight is constantly on you. You are at a point where she had her chance and she messed it up and she didn't have the willpower to push through it and change twice afterwards. And she's probably more mad at herself for not allowing herself the opportunity because she would rather go and party or whatever it is she's doing, which doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. just it's not her schoolwork. And in turn, she's not getting what she wants. That's literally common practice. You don't do the work, you don't get the reward. And so she's mad at herself and she's taking it out on you because she's seeing what she could have gotten had she just done the work to begin with. I, yeah. Does that give her the right to sit there and, and completely, you know, go off with, with your common friends? No. With you there? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different if she was just complaining to her friends and you overheard a conversation kind of thing. This is, you all are sitting there. Y'all all mm-hmm. went out. I assume this is like a dinner or so. Like, y'all all went like, out yeah. and she just sat there and completely is accusing you of not deserving things because you're a cheater instead of just being honest about the fact that she's lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. At the end of the day, everybody sucks here. <laughs> you yep. didn't have to make a public ordeal of it. Obviously, these are things that she's been doing. And yes, there is a point where people do just snap. So yeah, you are an a-hole for, for going off on her and making her cry during a dinner with common friends. Mm-hmm. But she's also the a-hole for blaming you and trying to take her frustrations on her from herself out on you because she's lazy. It's just, it's not, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah that's my two cents on that
0: no and and the thing is is yeah we we've actually gotten to the point where it's like hey if you're out in public and you're doing something like that then you are absolutely going to be the a-hole but if you feel the need like here's if you hadn't defended yourself and you would have just sat there and said i didn't cheat but nice try or something like that along those lines um rather than snapping back then you could have avoided being any kind of level of a-hole in this and just been like okay you know um so yeah it it is what it is but yeah that's sibling sibling jealousy is just oh i hate it i despise it so (laughs) i'm yeah anyways what's next
1: and then this is the other one that i didn't read it is titled am i the a-hole for speaking my native language to my child
0: and immediate I answer is, not. no. Yeah,
1: I just didn't. Some these are. This is one of those questions that really make you sit back and go, really? Like, you have to ask this? So my child is one year, eight months old, and says only bye-bye. She is born in England. Her father is English, and I, her mother, am Bulgarian. My partner keeps arguing with me that I should speak English because this is her mother's tongue since she is born in England, and she will be going to nursery here in England, and she must know English first, then Bulgarian. I will not do that because I cannot express my love and affection toward her in English and she needs to know my language as well. So far, our child understands both of us in both languages, just uh, not saying the words yet. Am mm-hmm. I the a-hole for refusing to stop using my native language when I speak to her?
0: No. Not by any no. stretch of the imagination. No, yeah, not, not in the slightest. Hmm, there is an a-hole in this. Oh, but we, yeah. We, wow, just, just, hmm, No. This is what
1: I mean when I say that I don't understand how people think that, like, racism is just this horrible, horrible thing in the U.S. and everybody out here is just so horribly racist. I'm like, Mm -hmm. go literally anywhere else literally anywhere else and you will watch how the racism in America is not that big of a oh, deal yeah. at all this is they're married they're married mm-hmm. with a child and he's sitting here saying oh, she needs to speak english because that's her native tongue that is this is where she's born this is her mother tongue she needs to know english before she can go to school then she can learn bulgarian like what what first of all ever yeah. heard of a bilingual <laughs> like, that's quite literally how that works how are you going to tell Babies don't just, like, it. okay. Just, mm-hmm. just, either this person is severely stupid or they're just being racist. Because if they're, like, just severely I'm stupid, they they don't believe that a baby can learn multiple languages at the same time. Because that's that's how that works. If right. anybody out there genuinely doesn't realize that... When you are born, you have the ability to speak any language on the planet. You don't understand anything. Mm-hmm. You have to hear it and make the associations in your head to start to understand it. So if you raise a child around different languages that they are hearing just as frequently as the others, they are going to learn both all three, all four, however many languages they're being raised around because they will make those connections, which is why I think it's just why period it's so much harder to learn languages the older you get because you've already associated all of those things with words and how, you know, sentences are structured that if you try to change that you're instead of associating words with feelings, meanings, objects, you're associating them with the word you already know. Instead Mm -hmm. of associating it with that thing. So it's a lot easier when babies don't have any kind of, you know, premeditated understanding of anything to learn to go, hey, this is an apple. Okay, that's an apple. What's an apple in Spanish? (laughs) Is, it's just that's easier for them to be able to make that because that's they just see this thing. They go, ah, that's an apple. Got it. You tell them apple in seven languages, they're going to remember all, all seven of those languages. They're associated that word with that apple. So... I I don't understand how somebody can be like ah oh, she can't our baby can't learn that she she won't uh uh-uh. uh she needs to learn English first and then she can learn Bulgarian that's not how that works yeah that no. is literally not how that works it'll be a lot harder for her to learn in either language if you're trying to force her to learn English English first and then try to teach her a completely separate language it's it's right. not it's not how it works <laughs> so yeah I. Ask any any bilingual <laughs> on the planet and they will tell you that that's not how that works. No. And so and
0: like the the family that I lived when I was when I was down in Mexico with uh, when I was down in Mexico, they would talk to their kids in Spanish mm-hmm. and English. Mm-hmm. They literally and and they did that. They would sit there and they go, you know, in inglés, And so the kids would say so, so the kids walked in and said something very comfortable in Spanish. They would do that. Why? Because they wanted the kids to speak both languages. And, you know, um, Andrea, you couldn't tell that, you know, either language was foreign to her. She knew both of them. She was very Mm -hmm. fluent in both. And every now and then it would be cute because I would she would sit there and she would talk to me in, you know, she talked to me in Spanish. English at the same time just kind of mixing up the words and that was always good for me because that was a big chunk of the way I got to learn things and learn them right because that was the way to do it so no you're 100% wrong you know it's like you you, anybody can learn any language that they want at any time and you you talk to them in your native language and you talk to them in English you talk to them in both that's what it's for so yeah that's ridiculous I I can't even believe it yet why is that a thing yeah why where do you where do you where do you get off going "Mm, you know no, you can't. You learn English first. You learn whatever damn language that I want to teach my child in whatever order I want to teach my child so that my child has the best chance for success. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Okay, anyway.
1: Okay, so now moving on to our uh, unpopular opinions. Okay. Uh, this one, <laughs> I know that we're going to... agree with and (laughs) it's one of those unfortunate that it is unpopular kind of things Mm -hmm. Um, so it is titled asking people having a conversation to change the topic because it's triggering or you don't feel like talking about it is self-centered and selfish The world doesn't revolve around you. I know it sounds harsh, but it's true. The conversation is happening because clearly those people do want to talk about it. And asking them to change topics is just rude and self-serving. People are allowed to talk about what they want to. If you don't like the conversation that's happening because it makes you uncomfortable, then leave. You don't have to stay there and keep listening. Lots of people enjoy talking about race issues, politics, religion, etc. And they should be allowed to have those conversations. And as long as everyone is being respectful, it's just rude to insist they stop because you want them to and then edit it to add this is for when you are in public and you hear a conversation happening that you don't feel like hearing.
0: Mhm. Yeah, you know what? Uh, hun- yeah, we both 100% agree with this one. This is this is ridiculous to have anybody thinking otherwise. I get sick of it when people are like, "Can we not talk about politics?" It's like, "Why?" It's a thing that's actually going on in the world. Do you know this? Like are are well, can we talk Look, I'll talk about anything that anybody wants to talk about even if even if it means to the detriment you know of our relationship because it's like if i know about it cool and when people talk to me about sports i'm honest with them because i don't like i'm like i don't i don't know sports you know i'm honest mm-hmm. about it i don't know sports it's like well, well you like the dallas cowboys right i don't i couldn't name a single player <laughs> on on the dallas cowboys i'm i'm sorry it's nothing personal i just don't know sports like you don't know any sports no I've been to Doug Christie's house, didn't know who he was. I've met half you don't of the even sac- know who that I met. Is. Huh?
1: I don't even know who that is. I ha-
0: met half of the of the kings in like 2000 and I don't didn't know who any of them were. So, I I just knew I was kind of like, "Whoa, this dude's about my height." Like there was one player that was not that much taller than me. That's the only thing I remember, you know, and it was like and I sit and I tell people that all the time and they're like, oh, you got to know some. I'm like, I don't, but you used to play. Yes, I used to play. It doesn't mean I watch sports. It doesn't mean I watch people, but I don't stop when I'm in a group. Like I would be in a group of people and people would talk about, you know, a sport or something I didn't know about. I also didn't say, can you guys change the subject? I don't know anything about football right Mm -hmm. or uh, you know my my family my my dog was killed by by a soccer ball can we not talk about so you know the crap like that it's just like really that's that's no talk about whatever you want to talk about and if somebody else doesn't want to engage in it cool they don't have to and you know that's that's where it is and you know if you're at that place where you're like well I'm going to talk about it whether or not you like me talking about it. That's, that's kind of just as bad, right? Like, if a conversation is dead, a conversation's dead. But you don't have to be offended. And you're allowed to be offended. But you don't have to be so triggered because somebody wants to talk about something. So, no, 100% agree. That, is, that should be a popular opinion.
1: Yeah, and it was one of those things that I had clicked on this one, assuming that it was going to be one of those, no, that's a popular opinion. It's not. Mm-mm. It's oh, I not. Bet. I because everything let's go, everything go ahead and read It's it. it. just people justifying it by saying, How has this actually happened to you? is basically it all. Mm hmm. This this The top comment is, I have to ask, how often does this actually happen to you? I live in an area that is famously lived up, and despite being a very loud and chronically foul-mouthed mook, I can't think of a single time this has happened to me or anyone around me. If it's happening enough to be an issue you feel like you have to have a popular opinion against, is it not possible you're having conversations that are actually just rude to have in public? <sighs> Next one is, I feel like some people on here get mad at scenarios that solely occur in their head. I just, like, and and all of those have hundreds of people commenting underneath them, saying, you know, agreeing with them, being like, yeah, no, just making fun of OP. And I'm like, what? I, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, just because it doesn't happen often. uh, First of all, it is an unpopular opinion, obviously. That's what we're here for. Right. I have watched it happen. I have watched yep. it in comment sections happen. I have watched it in so many different scenarios of people talking about something and being like, I just don't want to talk about this. It's super triggering. Please don't bring something like that mm-hmm. up again. I can't handle when people talk about things like this and things like that. I understand. I, 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 and I, I want people to hear this. I have metaphobia. I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. When it comes to people vomiting, I can't be around it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know the details about it. I don't want to hear if your stomach hurts. I don't want to hear if you threw up earlier, if you feel like you're going to. I don't want to know anything about it right. because I cannot. It is a genuine fear. Not and It's, it's irrational. That's why it's a phobia. <laughs> so, But that doesn't mean that every single time somebody is talking about it that I sit there and turn around and go, that's really triggering. Can you please stop? Because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, I can walk away. I, I literally can. If I'm in a situation where I can't, then I either figure out a way for me to not be able to listen to them, whether that's putting in headphones or whatever it may be, or I, I will. I'll turn around or I'll talk to those people and be like, hey, I understand that you guys are having a conversation. I'm sorry. I'm not meaning to be to like eavesdrop, but I just I can't. It's really bugging me. So, you know, if, you know, just, I, I understand. And they have full right to tell me no. Yep. <laughs> because that is literally how the world works. I will never sit there and say, uh, your conversation is triggering me. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense how people can genuinely live that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so coming from somebody that does get, by definition, triggered by people that talk about anything that has to do with vomiting... I can understand wanting to not be around that conversation, but if the situation allows it, I will get away from that conversation. That's just how the world works. They are allowed to have that conversation, and they are allowed to tell me, no, we're going to continue to have our conversation if I end up asking. It's not their responsibility that I have a metaphobia. My trauma is not their responsibility. So it's just... I. It has happened. It does happen for a million reasons. It happens. So I don't know how people are sitting here because what all I see is that people are sitting here assuming that everything that OP is referring to Mm -hmm. is purely political Mm -hmm. because that is the only way that people could sit there and be like, Oh, your things are just triggering. Oh my God. Can we not talk about it? And have people sit there and be like, um, I'm pretty sure I live in a very lived up area. It's like, that's not what this is about. Right.
0: That's not at all what this is about. And and in what world, uh, let let me just just help with that comment. What F-tartary are you in where you think being in a lived world means conversations are open and people can have them? (laughs) Because I don't have, look, I tell conservatives where they are wrong. And you know what most conservatives do? Mm. They're like, hmm, okay, well, I don't agree. Or they'll be like, Okay, you know, and I can tell they're just done listening to it and I'm done with them. But I tell a lib, look, we we had somebody over at our house last summer who got triggered about the fact that we said boys clothes are listed for boys and got mad. Where does it say that they're just for boys where it says boys clothes and it's my daughter and I want her to go look at girls clothes. You know, Mm. so the people who's who's the biggest racist problems we've had with people libs who are the biggest people scream and yell and shut down conversation if they don't like it libs. So saying that you live in a liberal place like that's the defending statement (laughs) is a level of stupid that I am fairly certain I cannot concuss myself to get to ignorant, arrogant people are ignorant, arrogant people. Everywhere you go, and the louder and the the more they scream, the more ignorant and arrogant they generally are. So, nope. I'm wow. So it is an unpopular opinion that I'm happy to carry right now. So,
1: so uh, this one, <laughs> this one is funny because okay. I I I'm curious how you think how you feel about it. Okay, it is titled "If you don't want to sleep next to your partner in bed, you sleep on the sofa." You hear of people being told to sleep on the sofa if they've had an argument with their partner. F that. I sleep in a bed if you're the one who doesn't want to sleep next to your partner, then you can sleep elsewhere. Had an ex who tried to ban me from the bed after an argument a few times, and I just refused to sleep on the sofa and got into bed. You shouldn't be going to bed angry if you argue with your partner, finish the discussion, or just grow up and go to bed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, because, well...
1: i never... I... (laughs) I just I've never understood that Mm -hmm. I I grew up not understanding that I would see it in TV shows you see it in TV shows movies videos everything all over the place it's Mm -hmm. like well you could sleep on the couch tonight and they'll throw pillows at them and things like that and arguments like that and I'm like what How self-entitled is that in a relationship that is not healthy and it is so like widespread in all media everywhere that that's a perfectly normal thing to do and I've never understood that Mm -hmm. how is kicking your partner out of the bed that you share together going to solve anything you are the one that doesn't want to sleep with them so you go sleep on the couch. You go to a friend's house. You mm-hmm. go somewhere else. This, they, you can't just kick them out. Like, you own everything. I don't get that. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. It's just weird to me. I'm sure I'm sure you've had that happen to you or tried to have that um, happen. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I've had girlfriends that tried to tell me in my apartment, which is, you know, my apartment or my condo, like, I think you should go sleep on the couch. No. This this is my bed. You know? It's like, I mean, I've had girlfriends who were just, who sat there and, and they've you know, cause I make people mad and I acknowledge that. And sometimes I'm wrong and sometimes I'm not, but I, I don't kick you out of the bed because we disagree. I don't kick you out of the bed because you know, we're, we're not getting along and you know what, we're just going to go bed mad. Okay. Go to bed mad. Cool. Wait, uh, my attitude is honestly, wake up and see where you're at. And if you guys can get over it and get past it, cool. Cause at least, you know, where a line is or anything else it's like, but yeah, if, if you're mad at me, like I had, I had one girlfriend, she was like, you need to take me home. I'm like, and I literally spotted off the number for yellow cab, you know? And and it was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. I don't need to do anything. You just literally have an attitude because you did not get your way. And I'm like, and that's not the way this works. And it's like, And it was always this and like the big one that stands out. It was absolutely stupid because we went where she wanted to go for dinner. Right. Mm. And then she ordered something and I and and I did not like the thought of it because it was a very yellow squash um, you know, heavy meal. And I was like, it had pumpkin in it. It had yellow squash and it had carrots. Right. It was Mm -hmm. it was literally called a cornucopia. And she thought that sounded amazing. And I remember that I was like, that doesn't sound good to me at all. I'm going to go ahead and get the crab bisque. And I was like, and so I got this, this crab and bisque and it was amazing and it was delicious. And she wanted to taste mine. And, and you know me, we always taste each other's stuff and she tasted it. And suddenly she, she wanted to switch. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to switch with you. And sh- she's like, well, well, yours is better. Uh, okay, I'm not going to switch. Do you want to send yours back? No, it's not bad. And the waiter came over, and the waiter you know, saw there was a, some kind of issue and came over and was like, hi, are there any problems? And she's like, no, 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 everything's great. Thank you. And like, Give me your soup. I was like, no. And so we got home, and she was just – that was that's how mad she was because she ordered, and I didn't want what she ordered. And because I didn't want what she ordered, I was the bad guy. So, and, and it was the same. She was telling me, number one, I had to go sleep on my couch. I was like, no, I'm like, you can go sleep on my couch. And then she was like, y- you have to take me home. Nope. And I had then the number memorized for yellow cab because I'd had to take it more than once because, you know, working graveyards, there were times where it wasn't safe for me to drive home, you know? And so it was like, no, not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, I, the logic in that. Like, if you want to be separate from somebody, you you need to be the one to go. End of it. That's my opinion. So, Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh Nikki is in the room. Yep. And I wanted to bring Nikki over for this one. Okay. Because this
0: one is. You want me to get up or you just want her to come over here and sh- oh, she can come take yeah, mine? Can, yeah. Okay. It's whatever you want to do. All right. Because this on, one Nikki. is
1: specifically. Bum I saved bum. it like a month and a half ago or something with the intent of reading it to her. And, uh. <laughs> I want to I know... No, you can go! <laughs> I, I'm prepared to shatter your world real quick oh <laughs> with gosh. this unpopular opinion. It is titled, Zelda Breath of the Wild <gasps> isn't a very good game. <laughs> so, it does have some good parts, and I prefer to watching reruns on TV, but it isn't a great game, and I won't recommend it to my friends. My reasons... 1. Interacting with NPCs is always annoying. They just make ridiculous noises instead of talking. The dialogue is frequently much longer than it needs to be while adding no content. Beetle comes to mind. They keep repeating the same thing over and over. How many times will the great fairy tell me about set bonuses? 2. Selling my inventory is frustratingly slow. Did they really think it was a good idea to only let you sell one item at a time? Gourmet meat skewers at 490g and you have to click through several annoying dialogue chats each time. 3. There's virtually no story content. I know you're trying to save Zelda, but they made a massive open world and populated it with only 76 side quests like find my chickens and bring me a cookbook. There's a ton there's tons of space for engaging plot quests that just get squandered. 4. The quest giver mechanics suck. You can only recognize a quest giver when they're in your line of sight. They'll never show up on your map, so it's not hard so it's hard it's not hard to miss some if they're in a building. 5. The quest queue mechanics suck. The the Clue. The quest clue mechanics suck. The clues are usually childishly simple, but occasionally vague enough to make no sense without googling the answer if you don't notice some tiny little hit. I have no idea how you were supposed to figure out the solution to the Warbler's Nest Shrine quest without googling it. Six, the quest direction mechanics suck. If you highlight a quest, it gives you the location of the person you're supposed to talk to to get your reward. And the quest might just have, just give the name of a landmark for where for where to go to complete the objective. Maybe not even that. It won't give you a visual indicator of where you should look to progress the quest. In my opinion, the game plays like they spent most of their budget on creating the map, a little bit designing some battle mechanics, and then put in quests and NPCs as an afterthought. The battles can be fun, and the scenery and visuals can be nice, but it's not enough to, give a- to make up for a game that's basically just de- designed to have you wander around meaninglessly. I'll finish the game because I have it, and it's not horrible, but I'm not going to play it again, and I'm not getting any DLC or sequel game. That's my unpopular opinion. I'm not looking to start a debate, just sh- shouting into the void. Hmm. would you like to address each point <laughs> specifically uh,
2: i could i could try
1: so interacting is with the npcs being annoying
2: i i can't i can't really argue with that <laughs> i find it funny though because they have they've, they've Always been like that. See, and
1: that's what when I read this, I was like so confused. I was like, isn't this like every Zelda game? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't play video games to the to the extent that literally anybody else does on the planet. But I've seen enough mm-hmm. from you playing the, the this game, you playing any of the others from Joey playing for a short time. That every every Zelda game is like that. Yeah. I feel like every open world game like this is like that.
0: The first Zelda. Is like <laughs>
1: Exactly, so I just I yeah. So that's that one. Uh, selling inventory is frustrating and slow.
2: That that is that is something that I I never really thought about because it didn't it never bugged me all that much. But yeah, in the old Zelda games, you could select your entire inventory at once hmm. and just sell and all of it. Sell all of it if you want to. But okay, and then the
1: you're not finished with it, right? You still haven't finished the game.
2: Uh, the, this is Breath of the Wild. I I haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Oh, my bad. Either way, uh, so there's virtually no story content. Do you agree with that?
2: <sighs> oh, I yes and no. I feel like there could be there could have been more story content, but at the same time, this is also a very big test mm-hmm. on a very new system of game for the Zelda franchise. And so everything, all of the issues that anybody might have had with any kind of, or any part of the gameplay, I feel like need to get cut a little bit of slack because it was, is the whole game is a test. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) the second one is so much better.
1: (laughs) The quest giver mechanics sucking.
2: I don't think so. Because it is, again, it's, an open world game i think the only the only difference between this and like every other uh open world game is that um other things like uh like skyrim Mm -hmm. or thing something like that the quest givers will either come up to you as you're Uh. entering the area or have like they're doing something speaking louder than everybody else, kind of thing, or so
1: it's more instead of you going and talking to people and you finding things to do, it's more so it forcing you into storyline kind of thing
2: no you you do have to go find people, but it's not like painfully obvious who has a quest and who's just a regular nPC
1: so it's more realistic, yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um the quest clue mechanics suck. I feel like I I've not I haven't played this game obviously but I, I still feel like if yeah, the I clues are too so. easy like then it's kind of just what's the point just, of the game if you're not supposed to figure it out then
2: yeah it's still <laughs> it's still just a testing game we're coming into a new era there's definitely more kids when you come out with a new big game like that mm-hmm. especially on such a new console there's going to be more kids wanting to play and there absolutely were more kids wanting to play. As well as, you know, older older kids wanting to play and revamp their Zelda days. I can speak from experience. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and then the, the quest direction mechanics sucking.
2: It, hmm. <laughs> I think things could be, things... Could be a little frustrating sometimes, but I'm also kind of dumb. And I did <laughs> I did have to look up some things, but it it is really all just the typical like very clear clue or something so incredibly obscure that you you look up to you have to look up to figure it out. I feel like that's just kind of a Zelda thing. Is that there's there's only the two options for a clue is that either it is incredibly easy and, Mm -hmm. like, they literally point in the direction you need to go Mm -hmm. or it's very obscure (laughs) and it's a riddle that I cannot figure out. That's just the Zelda style. And
1: I can agree with that because I feel like even just – and everybody's going to absolutely despise it. I I don't play Zelda games, but the one Zelda game that I have played is Legend of the Spirit Tracks. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. And it makes me so scared to play any other <laughs> Zelda game. Because mm. when I told you that I liked that, you were like, really? That's like the worst game. It's nothing like any of the <laughs> Zelda games. It's like, well, if it's nothing like any of the Zelda games, I'm probably not going to like the Zelda games. So I've been so scared to play any of the other ones. Because it's just not. It's, it's so. Ugh, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to find out that I don't like them. But I have enjoyed watching you play Tears of the Kingdom. So. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dogs. Get on the couch. On the couch, come on, go. <laughs> so there's our interruption that we were talking about. But anyways, um, and then I, f- yeah, it's a lot of people in the comments were very much saying, like, around the same thing. We're like, it's the first, it- it's the first very open world. They yeah. designed this beautiful thing. It was supposed to be a precursor to something that was going to be even greater. It was a test round to see. Yeah. It's a new world of gaming right now that we are very much still trying to learn and figure out if it's what everybody likes because there are games that do it really well and there are games that do it really bad and we've already experienced that that the general populace really enjoys open world games a lot more than Mm -hmm. anything else if it's a storyline that you're forced into it's a story game and not a good game that you get to discover things and figure it out and basically wander around like it's you playing it and i feel like in all of this it's just Slowly opening up the idea to there being VR games mm-hmm. in the realm of of all of the Zelda games because we're already at the point of the world being designed. The world is designed. They have coming up. They're coming up with these big, detailed, very very detail oriented worlds yeah. that older games didn't really have. You could find loopholes and things so quickly between storylines across all the different characters that's put in a game, yep. but not in these. People aren't coming; they're not coming across storyline loopholes because they're every single quest is again either super obscure and has nothing to do with the general overarching story, yeah, or it fits small pieces where there would be a loophole if you didn't do that side quest. But then you go to find and you actually get a hundred percent of one of those games mm-hmm. that every single thing actually mattered in one way or another. So it's just, I I think that the general populace kind of, yeah, it's, this is an unpopular opinion because everybody agrees that it's a good game, yeah. that there are annoying aspects to it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it a bad game. I feel like that's the, the general consensus of the comments in this. Yeah. And then they made a joke <laughs> that I wanted to read to you. It's a, uh, a building up joke real quick. So just from what I've seen, it's more about discovery. It's the very first Zelda was, uh, the very first Zelda was only random discovery and the focus of using resources in combat very carefully. And then somebody else said, the, co- the problem is they've made this awesome world that you want to explore, that entices you to travel to seek out what looks like it should be super uh, super cool things. And nine out of 10 times, it's something totally mediocre or even nothing at all. And then somebody said nine, t- nine times out of 10, it's a Karak. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I I get it I I understand the frustration but I feel like with yeah. Tears of the Kingdom all of those frustrations and they were like I got you we'll we'll figure it out this is the first try
2: <laughs> yeah and then even on top of that saying that you did not enjoy this first test run game mm-hmm. and so you're not gonna buy the second one I I more yeah, than that's anything weird. I feel so bad for you yeah because the second game is. <laughs> This is so it's much better. Phenomenal! It's gorgeous, and the storyline is amazing. And there's so much more to the storyline quests, mm-hmm. and there's oh my god, there's so many more side quests. <laughs> See, that's what. But it's it also what scares me. There's so many. There's so many more side quests, but it doesn't like plague the storyline. Mm-hmm. And there's three sections uh, or there's like three or four sections of quests where there's main storyline quests side storyline quests mm-hmm. side quests and then shrine quests
1: huh. see and that's I feel like that's perfect for people that play games like that is that you can go, ah, that's not something I have to do to actually complete the story. And people that are so quick to, you know, get into games like this and complete them right off the bat. It's easy for them to do that because then they can go, okay, I don't have to do this. I'm not going to do it. Ignoring it. Moving on. And for people that enjoy wandering about, they can go through it going, okay, don't like look into every single detail of this quest because it has nothing to do with the storyline. I'm just having fun. So, yeah, no. So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I wanted to <laughs> bring you in on well, bye because bye. I saw that and I was like, what? But anyways, <laughs> so welcome back, Joey. I have still more. <laughs> so that,
0: that's fine. And, and yeah, th- the first Zelda, let me. Let me
1: no, you want to input. <laughs> oh, I, I
0: am Re- really quick. The very first Zelda. We got it the day. It was released right okay. because we like we were all we all were under the impression that the gold cartridge was a limited edition and so uh. we all snagged well it ended up not being it was just <laughs> there um, but we got it the day of and I got to play that game and that game was so frustrating number one there was you weren't selling really anything so but the the big thing you had no idea how things worked. It mm-hmm. was you played through the game and you're like, where, where is this castle? Where is the entrance to this castle? Uh-huh. And so you had to go map by map and move a rock just <laughs> to do this. And you could go into a castle except for the last level, way underprepared and way undergone. Oh, have has been doing and, that with Tears Oh the my gosh.
1: <laughs> what, was the, what are those hand things? <laughs> Those oh. things when she oh. first came abroad yeah. i was there when she first found
0: them what was that yeah they that they had in one that used to take and they would knock all your stuff uh-huh. down yeah. your sword was <sighs> uh-huh
1: yeah. in tears they of the kingdom they come in pairs of five yeah in tears they of the kingdom come groups, they come in pairs of five oh
0: no of five. no no
1: yeah, they will chase you until you basically get out of reach. But yeah. even then, that's still, if you're not going fast enough away from them, they mm-hmm. will continue to chase you. There's not an out of reach. <sighs> it's just out of sight, basically. Mm-hmm. But they're fast because there's five of them.
0: Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> so no, no, thank you. No. So,
1: yeah. No, yeah. and they, yeah. I, I was but, there when Nikki but, discovered but all the games first are
0: time. <laughs> are, all games are pioneered with new things, you know, with the exception of a couple of games. Like, what's what's the game that horribly flopped? the retro punk or not punk what is the game that uh, uh cyberpunk cyberpunk that <laughs> game you know that game was just put out piss poor. like i yeah i couldn't even i i sat and looked at it fallout 76 yes. yeah oh, that's right man. those two both so, of those games and, and just for the record the second legend of zelda almost killed the entire franchise just wow. understand that that game was so it was a side scrolling zelda game oh that was so they tried to hop on the
1: sonic and Mario. oh it
0: was horrible no it wasn't anywhere near that good well yeah it's trying to hop on that trend but it (laughs) no like i'd never beat it it's the it's the only zelda game i ever sat down and went this i can't i can't play this it's complete garbage so okay sorry anyway go ahead
1: so this one um this one i thought was was hilarious um Oh, well, hold on. It looks like it may have been a,
0: a repeat oh.
1: post. But I'd seen a second one, so give me a moment. Um, well, if I can't find it, then I'm just going to choose a different one. But um, we can still talk about the title of it. Um. Yeah, we'll just talk about the title of it because okay. I don't see the second one maybe it was just like constantly being reposted mm. um it's basically mentioning businesses are female owned or uh people of color owned is stupid um and i don't think i really would need to read the extra words no. from that anyways because i agree it's
0: <laughs> you know honestly for me personally i don't care what you look i see businesses say veteran owned you know, black owned, um, Latino owned, locally owned and yeah. operated. You know what? I don't care. Put put whatever you want. Like like that's cool, um, because I I want to know some of these things. Like you know, I've seen ones that are like, uh, they're they're called Agape owned out here. So it's literally like God owned. Got you know, Christian family. We go to this church and they do all this stuff. Okay. it's like cool. I want I want to know that. I I want to know. I you know I I prefer them people making it easy for me. Because if I see one that says, you know, pedophile owned, I guess what? I know which one I don't want to go to. And if I know that I'm going to go into. OK, so let me. So this one, you'll love this. I almost got a tattoo. Did I tell you that? Did I ever tell you that story? No. OK, so there were three tattoo shops in Vallejo. OK. OK. One was my mom's. Um. One was really seedy. It was literally I think it was actually in the back of a barber shop. Not kidding. Um, and then there was another one that was, um, right across from the police station. And Toby wanted to go and go, uh, this is when I reconnected and stopped being homeless. Um, and, uh, Toby wanted to go and get a tattoo and he's like, you know, I think we should get a tattoo together if that's cool with you. And I was like, yeah, I'm down for that, you know? And it was like, so we actually decided um, that we were going to get, it didn't, didn't matter what the tattoo was, but we, we were going to get two different cards in a deck. So okay. he was going to get the Joker. I was going to get the Ace of Spades. Um, just cause it was kind of what we played in our friendship, you know? So we sit down and this guy proceeds to start with, with Toby. And I get up in the middle of Toby's uh, not even the middle. I just got up at the beginning of Toby's tattoo and left and Toby got up. And left, like put $100 down and just left and, and finished getting his tattoo done in Benicia. Um, because you sit down and this guy, while he's tattooing you, puts on this VHS tape of this religious, uh, you know, preaching, telling you why you're going to hell. And, you know, all of this. So you like you're a literal captive audience. And first, he wasn't gonna let Toby up until he realized Toby was really gonna hit him, like Toby was just gonna what friggin heck? clock this guy. It's like you know, and we've we've done that we've we've had it where it's like we walk into a place and somebody just starts spewing their beliefs on us, you know in in their business, and it's like and we just like, okay, we would like to get out of here now, mm. you know, and it's like i i just I'd rather know beforehand, so if you want to put black female, uh, black woman owned business, cool, do it. If you want to put liberal owned business, do it. If you want to put ultra conservative, you know, preachy owned business, please do it. If you want to put, we don't make gay cakes on your, on your business, do it. I want to know, I want to know everything. I want to know everything about your business before I step in to decide anything else. Because if that's going to be a leveraging part of your business, then cool. There's, I'm probably not going to go. And it doesn't matter in any of those, you know, it's like, like, what was, uh, you know, the movie that that one girl was like, white people don't go watch this movie. Okay. You know, I, it's, it's kind of falls in the same thing for me. It's like, if you're proud of it, cool, but understand that it's going to hinder your business. You know, one thing that nobody has talked about is it's pride month. What's Walmart doing?
1: don't do anything they just kind of put some stuff out and that's it
0: that that's walmart what's target doing
1: being loud
0: and and paying for it right it's like you can do what you want it just understand (laughs) that it is going to be backlash and no it's not necessarily going to be racism somebody sits there and doesn't want to go into a business because they don't feel like they're going to be welcome in a business that isn't racism that's legitimately the times that we live in right now and it's sad so anyway Okay, so what's next? Uh
1: this one. I this one is titled <laughs> There is No Excuse for People Who Are Systematically Late.
0: Hundred percent agree. Go ahead. This is not better not be an unpopular opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> right.
1: Especially for an adult, if you are late for the majority of your meetups without an adequate excuse, that is something that needs to be worked on as a priority in your character due to it being Mm -hmm. the bare minimum that you ought to do in social circles and family. Whether the excuse is poor time management skills or procrastination, ultimately what you are saying to other people that wait is, hey, your time doesn't mean that much. Some people tolerate this with sayings like, "Well, that is just them, or it's in their nature," and quite frankly, those people are equally as irresponsible as the former mentioned. This is my personal opinion, maybe it has been mentioned here before and i uh, and I think it's unpopular due to me constantly seeing this throughout life without being addressed as an issue
0: yeah no, I don't think it's I, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with that you know yeah
1: i I've never understood it i i'm gonna be honest as mm-hmm. i as I grew up with five siblings basically mm-hmm. um and my world just kept getting bigger and bigger as I got older and older um I started off with just me and my three siblings and we had two added on to that and then I had to, you know, like six added on to that at one point and then it went back down to only adding one onto that but still I've constantly had to depend on everybody in my family being ready to go at the time of being of us needing to leave and I never understood being late I didn't get it because I was the kind of person that I didn't start school until what was, what did we, when did we start school? Like seven forty five, And there was no reason. And we went to school at eight forty five on Mondays. I didn't care. I woke up at six every morning because that was enough time for me to get up, get dressed and have breakfast and relax before going to school. Mm-hmm. It never made sense to me how people could be late besides, oh, my alarm didn't go off or I genuinely slept through my alarm because I was like, just tired. I didn't understand being late. It used it made me so unbelievably mad because I and I think I've told the story once before to you. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. But I had very very big issues in uh my middle school years with my dad because my dad did, was not a morning person. Mm-hmm. By any stretch of the imagination, he is not a morning person. He does not like being up early unless he has some kind of routine down that he's already like aware of. <laughs> When my parents got divorced and, uh, my dad moved out and then he is, this is when he was living. Um, or no, this wasn't even then. What was my mom doing? I don't remember what my mom, maybe my mom was going to school at this point. I don't know. All I know is my mom was not there in the mornings to take us to school. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was the one that was responsible for us And this was around middle school time. They probably were about to get divorced. My mom was doing something on her own kind of thing because they got divorced after middle school. But, um, uh, My dad was responsible for taking me to school every morning, and I remember getting so unbelievably upset because for about, I don't know, three weeks, like, every other day, my dad was taking me to school too late. I would come in, and I would wake him up, and I'd say, hey, I got to be at school in an hour, and then he would go, okay, and go back to bed. Uh. And I would go and I'd eat breakfast and I'd come or I'd make breakfast, come back in there and be like, dad, God, get up. I have to be at school in 45 minutes. Okay, And he'd go back to sleep. I go out, and I'd eat my breakfast and I come back in there. Dad, get up. I have to be at school in 30 minutes. Okay, And he'd fall back asleep like he didn't ever get up Mm -hmm. when I was telling him, hey, I need to be at school because his original solution was will wake me up earlier. But he wasn't getting up. And as the kid, it was not exactly like I could yell at him because (laughs) I was a kid. And so it got to the point where I got uh, to school late enough times that and I I had a very strict science teacher for my first period. Um, Her name is Miss Lee. I loved her. She was a really good teacher. And she didn't know that anything outside of it was going on. Um, But she just assumes from, you know, again, teachers get to a point where they stop accepting anybody's, you know, genuine stories or anything because they've had enough people take advantage of it. Blah, blah, blah. So they shut it down for everybody. I had never ever. I talk about this all the time. I am the biggest goody two shoes on the on the planet. I literally am terrified of getting in trouble. Terrified. It doesn't matter how little or minuscule that trouble will be, whether it's just a talking to mm-hmm. or whether it's getting detention or whether it's getting, you know, thrown in jail, it doesn't matter what the 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 actual getting in trouble consists of. I don't like being in the wrong in somebody's eyes because I don't like being a disappointment. So, This teacher, I genuinely, I, yeah, Yeah. I, I know. I said, I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this teacher, I genuinely liked. I loved this science teacher. It was, I was ahead of the classes. I was in a special honors class for science that meant that I didn't have to take intro to science or biology in high school. Because it was an honors class that learned all of that stuff. So I got to skip ahead and go straight into chemistry and physics and everything like that when I went to, to high school. I loved that. But you had to do well in her class, <laughs> otherwise you didn't get that. Mm-hmm. And you, she had to like you. And I liked her. She genuinely en- enjoyed it. I participated in class. I did all the projects and everything. But she was not accepting that I was being late to class because I was missing instruction time. She didn't wait. She wasn't the teacher that, all oh, the bell rang. She would wait five minutes. No, bell rang. That was it. We were starting. And so I was coming in after everybody's already got stuff out, knows what they're doing, and she has to come over and now, you know, address me and what I'm you know what I have to do. And so I respected that with her, and so I got to a point where I was getting so frustrated because it didn't matter what I was doing, my dad was making me late over and over and over again. And not like late mm-hmm. to the point of like, oh, people are still rushing inside, like late that the the drive-in area for drop-offs was empty. Nobody's there. The gate is closed. I have to go to the office level of late and get a pink slip and go to the class with the pink slip, hand it to her in shame and go and sit down. I I got to the point of, you know, she told me like you have one more tardy and that's it. Like you're going, I'm, I have to give you detention. And I was terrified. I cried in class that day because I was so scared of getting a detention because at this point, the way that my brain was working is like, well, what if I genuinely am late now after this? Because something actually happens. I'm going to get, a detention and I don't have any freebies for actually having a reason to be late now. Yeah, And sure enough, told my dad as soon as I got in the car after school that day, told him again, told him again, told him again throughout the entirety of that evening, woke him up two hours earlier that morning and he still did not care. And I, we were scream fighting, arguing that whole morning because we, he would not get out of the door on time, screamed, cried the entire way there. And we finally got to the point where we were pulling up and I said, I'd rather not go to school. And he was like, you're not going to just not go to school. And I was like, but I do not want to go to school because he genuinely didn't understand and I was crying like bawling my eyes out like anybody that was passing thought I was being abused level of bawling my eyes out because I was so scared of getting detention and he didn't care he made me get out forced me to go into the office and I'm still wiping tears trying to like calm down because I didn't want the teachers to think that my dad was abusing me because he wasn't <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I get in there and they're like yo you're you fine and I'm like yeah it's whatever take my pink slip and I go off to class and I'm crying again the whole way to class and I open the door and my teacher sees me be crying and then she goes and calls the front office and the front office is like yeah no we're pretty sure that her dad made her late because every single time she's been late because the front office ladies knew me they're like every time she's been late it's been her dad dropping her off mm-hmm. and so then she was like okay so she pulled me outside to calm me down she's like I need you to take a few deep breaths like let's calm down why are you why have you been being late and I told her I was like my dad is refusing to leave early enough so that we aren't late I don't understand we're leaving when the bell rings and I don't I don't I, it's out of my control, and she was like, okay, you're not going to get detention, and brought me back inside, and then she called my dad personally, and I don't still to this day don't know how the conversation went, but I was never late again. I don't know if it just took the teacher telling him, hey, she's going to get detention if you don't bring her on time, or if she genuinely like told my dad off or what, but... I was never late by my dad's hands ever Good. again, like, throughout all of high school. Like, never. My dad never made me late to a single thing after that. So, I, I mean, hey, sometimes it takes some teacher's, teacher intervention mm-hmm. <laughs> for your parents to understand something. But, yeah, no, I, I genuinely don't understand people that are, like, systematically late because – I I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Yeah. I hate being late to things. I hate missing out on things. So if somebody is like, oh, hey, this event starts at five, I'm going to be there at 445 because I don't want to miss out. Yeah. And I expect any time that I do show up, people are like, oh, well, then you better expect to help. I'm like, I will. I will help set things up. I will help get everything ready because I showed up early. You didn't expect anybody here for another 20 minutes, whatever. I expect to be a part of this, and I enjoy those little moments. I feel like those are always m- the most meaningful things to me. Getting to know people before you know a mm-hmm. big rush of people show up or whatever it is, I enjoy those moments. So it's just, I don't get how people can be so late to things all the time and not see an issue with it. And people try to make a million excuses under the sun, like, oh man, it's because this and that, or well, you got to give them, you know, cut them some slack. They're working on it or anything like that. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care if they're working on it. This has been an issue. There is literally no excuse besides getting your butt up and walking out the door. (laughs) So factor in whatever you need to factor in or take away the extra things so that you're not constantly having that excuse. Because I don't get it. I
0: I had it with Amy when when we were first married. Amy was very used to being late. Like Mm -hmm. she would show up late to church. She would show up late to... uh, any events, she would show up late to, you know, it was always late. We got married and literally going to her parents' house or anything like that, she would show up late and she would be late. But we had two cars. Mm-hmm. And so we got to the point where, because we had no kids, we we had no responsibilities, there was nothing. She just drag. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: like, okay, so I left. There was one time I just left. I'm like, yeah, I'll see you at your parents' house. And I left. And I got there, and parents were like, Oh, where's Amy? Oh, she'll be here. She's late. And it was (laughs) the same thing with my grandparents. I'm like, I'm not going to be late, I'm leaving. I'm leaving, and, and that's really where my thing came from. Mm-hmm. I used to not do this. Which
1: is where we have our arguments, mm-hmm. too, because I was so used to to my mom's side of it just being like, hey, we got to be there at this time. And they could tell me the day before, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay. And my whole family was just like that. We're like, okay, we're going to leave at, at 7.30? Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And everybody be ready, sitting there at 7.25, ready to walk out the door. And so you tell me, like, hey, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. I'm like, 10 minutes? Why would not you tell me yesterday we were leaving? <laughs> because mm-hmm. I'm so used to having that that forefront of okay we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna leave got it I'm mentally prepared I'm, I'm gonna be physically prepared I'm gonna know I'll be ready five minutes beforehand if you do it. and now you're like we're gonna mm-hmm. leave 10 minutes and I'm like that's not enough time I'm so unprepared <laughs> I think it's funny but you know we've gotten past it yeah Because no, 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 now no. you understand what what I do when I get ready mm-hmm. and how long I need and, and then- so I
0: give more time and and it's like and I give more time like, I don't always tell you what we're doing. I don't like yeah. to tell you what we're doing. I don't. I, I. There's several reasons for it. Some are valid. Some aren't. Um, But I don't like to tell. But I'll be like, hey, I'm leaving here when it comes time to drop Anna off. I'm leaving here when it comes time to do this. So, you, have, you know, you have the time mm-hmm. that that's there. And then you either use it or you don't. Like, I almost left Abby today. I was literally doing the countdown in my head because I know I told her. And I was like, mm, nope. Okay. Well, I guess we're just going to. You're gonna stay here and be really upset, and I don't care because it's like why why there's you know five other people in this vehicle, why am I gonna sacrifice everybody else because of you mm-hmm. so yeah, but I agree I don't think and if it's an unpopul is it an unpopular opinion what yeah. are the comments like
1: it it seems like an unpopular opinion. It seems like kind of fifty fifty in the subreddit like there's people that understand and think that mm-hmm. there's a reason and that if there's a reason that it's fine kind of thing. But there, a lot of people are just telling stories of having a family member or a, fr- a close friend being like that, and basically doing the same thing. You said. You just you just left, you just one day get so sick of it, you just leave. Yep. One day get so sick of it. It's like, oh, doors are closing at this time. If you're not here, it doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, how could you? Blah 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 blah. I was like, well, I told you. Or ignoring them completely, and then mm-hmm. you know, finally, like my favorite ones are like wedding stories, like that. It's like, no, if you're not here at the time of the wedding, then pff, you're not coming in. Oh, and yeah. locking doors and not but we letting did them that at in. my wedding yeah so we did it at <laughs> my wedding
0: absolutely and and i every wedding that i've gone to that i've appreciated same thing and it was one of the few things i appreciate about hannah's wedding was it was the same attitude and, and she had a friend that showed up that her friend was like notoriously 45 minutes late right and she sat there and her friend came and showed up and they didn't let her in and she was all kinds of she was like i know the bride yeah did you know the bride said that their <laughs> wedding started at three o'clock because that's what happened and uh oh they they were not happy it was hilarious i thought it was hilarious I thought it was the best thing ever hannah yeah. got married before i did and it was like it was it was the best thing ever i thought it was like just absolutely great good job i was very impressed <laughs> so yeah okay what do we got next
1: that that's it it's that's just, it we're, i was we're just actually on a roll. over until oh, i'm <laughs> sorry i was like on a roll let's you're keep funny.
0: going but uh you know th- no it, it, look it, here it is when, when being late is an act of selfishness like be, if you're late once or twice okay but being late is an act of selfishness where you honestly believe that you're more important than the people that you're going to and that's that's where it is you you want nobody to do it because most people who are late though oh well you're gonna just wait or I'm going to be lazy or I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm glad your teacher told off your dad. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious that your teacher told off your dad. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember when my principal tried to tell off my mom did not work out as well as obviously your situation <laughs> did, but you know, that's, that's where it is. And people just got to know that. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow our link tree in, in the description down below and, uh, We'll see you, well, hopefully tomorrow morning or you'll hear us. And uh, we'll let you guys know. Hopefully we have good news tomorrow. So kind of exciting. Until then, peace out with your peace out. Bye. Yeah, no, kill them all.